Welcome back, everyone, to Daily DVR. My name is Axel. I've got a full crew here on me. I'm looking at six faces staring at me as I'm doing this intro. Check us out at Daily DVR, uh, DVRpodcast.com. Check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash DVR. Today, we're going to talk about our top five TV shows of 2023 so far. So we're starting in January. This is the end of June. It's been six months. We're halfway through the year. We've got a lot of shows to talk about. We also have some shows from Facebook, too. A couple people wrote in and uh, gave us their list. I'm trying to bring that up. I see it here. And um, we're going to have a great show. Now, I do want to start off uh, with a kind of a little heavier note, since this is the first pod since I found out that a friend of a pod, the person who made the music that you listen to uh, every time you tune in, a gentleman, his name was uh, Dave Clark, passed away a couple of weeks ago and I met Dave and he came into kind of the DVR podcast world and our Facebook page and such from Westworld and then he started listening to a lot of shows he was a geologist he was a teacher he was a musician um he was just a really loving artistic beautiful guy and uh you know you get to know people here I am sitting with six people that I've only met two of you in person, but you're all my friends. I, we know each other. We talk to each other. That's the way the world is. And I just want to send some love out to Dave's wife and his daughter and anyone who knew him who is listening. And I'm going to keep that music forever now. Our music, if it changes, it's still going to be Dave. Um, I, I have the link in the show notes if you want to download it. <clears throat> Uh, I just wanted to bring that up because he was just a really cool guy. He used to send me like pictures of rocks and links for Lachlan and cause Lachlan's really into rocks and stuff. So, you know, he, he kind of meant a lot to me and every, almost every weekend he'd post pictures. He lived in South Carolina and there's just a great music scene and there'd be all these house parties and concerts in backyards and, it was just like, I don't know, it kind of be weirdly like became a part of my life checking in on that. I kind of felt like I was almost there. So we love you, Dave, wherever you are out there in the universe, brother. Um, we appreciate you. Uh, I also want to take the time to thank our newest patron, Jessica. Jessica, thank you for joining the crew. We love you. We appreciate you. The first episode, I'll shout you out. Please email Thanks, me. Jessica. Get in touch. Yeah. <laughs> Jessica! But um, all right. We're going to get into the show. Top five television shows of 2003 so far. We also have 2023. Some... 2023. What did I say? 2003? 2003? <laughs> oh, oh, like, no. I have to change my list. <laughs> oh, yikes. 2003, oh, I'm going my X gosh. Files, what would it be uh, in 2003? Our number one show is Prison Break. Yeah. Like Prison Break. Oh, man. Heroes. Hey, I heard there's this oh, cool God. show coming out next year about a they're like Bush, Nevada? or something like that. We should check that out. 
Um, the guy from Party of Five, Axel, might oh. be. Yeah, I, yeah I heard that. I like him. Matthew Fox. Uh, has some personal issues, I heard, though. All right, moving on. Not yet. Uh, not, <laughs> not that we knew of yet. Wow, um, yeah. We've got, we're going to do our five shows. We also have some honorable mentions if people want to talk about shows that haven't yet finished because there's a lot of shows going on now. But what we're going to do is we're just going to go down our top five, highlight one show, then it'll lead to a, a larger discussion amongst us all. Um, let me introduce everyone that's here. I haven't done that yet. Of course, we have Heath Solo. We have Julian from Tower of Babel podcast. Hello, Julian. Thank you for having me. Happy to be here. Yeah, baby. We got Mike from One Mike. What's up, Mike? What up, though, Axel? Oh, yeah. Jenny, how <laughs> are you, Jenny? I am doing great. How are you? Good. Seeing that vape smoke fly. Uh-oh. Kid show. <laughs> Gina's up next. Hey, guys. Good to be here today. And, of course, out there making the food that we eat, <laughs> farming that land. It's I make more of, the f- more, more of the fuel that you put in your car. Oh, you I, don't, I don't make so much of the food, so... I, yeah, I'm, and the I'm drugs a... you smoke, Axel. <laughs> oh, shit. oh, that's that's my that's my neighbors. Yeah, hey, yeah Andy, I... Andy has a pizza farm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, your neighbors! I definitely got to come out and visit now, Andy. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. There, there's a, there is a lot of it that's not exactly legal, but it is grown around here in places. Nice. <laughs> um, all right, let's start it out. I'm going to go to our newest guest, Julian. I'm going to hit you up first with your right. list and any honorable mentions you have and highlight one if you like. All right. So <clears throat> I'll start with actually listing out some honorable mentions first, and then I'll do my, my top five. So caveat, I know for sure someone's going to bring up the Bear Season 2. I've, I watched the Bear Season 1 at the beginning of this year. It hasn't released yet here in Canada, which is my excuse. Oh. I, could, I could find it if I, if I really wanted. Um, I just I've heard really good things, and so I just wanted to say that the first season of that show is amazing, and I can't wait to watch the second season. So that's one. Um, we'll make sure not to spoil season two now, because I was gonna, I, I wasn't going to spoil it or anything. But now I know you haven't even seen it, because I kind of assumed we all had. No, <laughs> so, no, no, no. Don't. Spoil, I'm going to bear that in mind. It. So I'm glad you said this, something. Thank you. Bear sure. that in mind. I like yeah, that. I almost I almost <laughs> spoiled something in my intro that I was going to make a funny joke. So I'm really glad I didn't do that. Now. <laughs> okay, good. I usually Great. do that on purpose. Well. That was not on purpose. <laughs> Okay, so um, the other thing I've got, I guess, spoiler for my list, which is that Mando, uh, the Mandalorian season three, does not make my list. I just think it's not strong enough of a season, but it was still very exciting to have it back. So I, I just got, you know, got to shout that out. I have other Star Wars to talk about. Um, Star Trek: Strange New World season two just started. We're two weeks in now. Still a absolutely top tier Star Trek show. They're killing it over on Star Trek right the now. Best. Um, yep. Yeah. Um, Picard season three is on that list. Also, just totally took that show out of the dumpster fire that the first two seasons were. Um, so that's and, and made it extremely entertaining. It turns out we just wanted to see the characters interact. What a what a shock! Um, and then surprisingly, maybe to some, but I I, I put the not that ninety show here on my honorable mentions because maybe I'm, it's of an era. I loved that seventy show when I was a kid. And then what they figured out, the, the perfect recipe for that 90s show, which, by the way, a little jarring because they actually cast teenagers to play teenagers this time. 
So that's a little bit, <laughs> it might be a little weird if you're coming off that 70s show and you have like full grown adults for playing you know, high school kids. But, um, but they figured out the recipe. The secret sauce for that 90s show is that the main characters are Red and Kitty and they are the, absolutely hilarious. So Interesting. shout out to that show. They were always my favorite um, part of the original. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I, they are the best, the strongest performers on the show, but also like their energy is just so good. Kitty's especially. She's hilarious. Um, but just perfect. Pitch perfect. It's like they never left the role. Um, so yeah, that's those are my honorable mentions. But here's my top five. Okay, so five to one. Uh, Star Wars, The Bad Batch Season 2. We'll get into that in more of a second. Then Shrinking, which is a show I haven't finished yet, but I've watched most of the season, and I'm in love with the show. So I can't say enough good things about Shrinking. Um, from the creators of Ted Lasso, uh, tackling very similar in the feel of it, like tackling these kind of maybe interpersonal issues in a very mature way, right? And then they add this layer of, hey, we have actual, uh, you know, therapists in the in these lead roles now, so you know they can be even more kind of analytical in the way that they interact with each other and their own feelings. I just think it's very satisfying to watch nice people be nice to each other. Um, and Beef on Netflix, that first season um, of that show, the twists it, the, it, it takes are so wild. Um, just from the first episode and then like halfway through the season, you're like, whoa. And then it gets even crazier. Um, it's super stylish. I, I think the performances are very strong, very relatable. Um, great, great show. But maybe should be the name of the bear, to be honest. They should probably switch names. Then <laughs> um, you got uh, Ted Lasso season three. I think a lot of people love Ted Lasso season one. I'm a I diehard fan of Dead Lasso season one. I think it's like a perfect season of television. Um, right up there with Severance season one. And um, season two, I think, is a little rockier. And season three, I think probably if you're ranking, it would be season one, season three, and season two. We're, it's also unclear what the you know the, the, the future of the show is, if it's going to be a spinoff or what. It's hard to have a show called Ted Lasso if the main character is not on the show anymore. So that's a bit weird. But um, and Jason Sudeikis has been very vocal about it, saying that he was done with the show and wanted to kind of move on and stuff like that. But that being said, the final season, episodes are longer, the season's longer. Some of the, some of the things are a little bumpy. It's it's not perfect. It's very uneven. But the highs are super high, and I think that they totally nailed the landing. So big fan of Ted Lasso season three. It was my favorite show the first year that it came out. Um, and uh, I still think about that first season all the time. And then number one is The Last of Us, which I think is just a perfect adaptation of, of something for television on HBO. Just a proof that it that it absolutely 100% you can take a video game franchise and turn it into uh, a compelling drama or compelling visual storytelling that's not a video game, you know, whether that's a movie or show. And... I have some qualms with it, but I just, it's so well executed that I just can't, um, I have to give it the props it deserves. But you said I had to highlight one specifically, and that is Star Wars The Bad Batch Season 2. And this might be a little self-serving because I do do a weekly uh, <laughs> recap of Star Wars shows. So we did Mando, and we did The Bad Batch, and Andor, and we're going to do Ahsoka when it comes out in, a, in about a month. But 
Um, I think the Bad Batch is absolutely underrated. If anyone watches the animated Star Wars shows, um, they just leveled up. When they when they relaunched the Clone Wars for season seven um, on Disney Plus, the quality of animation just took this massive leap forward. It's so pretty to look at. The just just the environments alone are, are breathtaking, but they're they've stepped up their animation skills. The the performances are great. They have guest stars like um, Jimmy Simpson and all, like some absolutely stellar voice casts. Um, obviously, giving credit to D. Bradley Baker who voices all the clones. Um, but it it is exploring this fascinating time frame in Star Wars where you're just post you know the the Empire's rise. You know the Republic just fell. What does that mean for the clones themselves? What does that mean for society? It's a really great double feature with Andor, if I'm if I'm being honest. So if you really like the Andor vibe of exploring kind of the the personal stakes of uh, uh, imperial rule in the galaxy, this show does a great job of that. But with you know you know very exciting action, it's a little bit more lighthearted. But the finale for season two is I would not consider it lighthearted. It, it gets very dark at times, very heavy. It handles some intense political concepts um, and, again, just looks amazing. So, spiritual successor to Clone Wars. First season's great. The, watch the first 90-minute um, season one premiere. It's like a little mini Star Wars movie. It's great. Um, if that doesn't, you know, uh, if that doesn't get you, I don't know what will if you're a Star Wars fan. And then season two just takes things to another level. Also a little rocky. There's some lows, but the highs of this season are just so high that I, I have to shout out. Because again, I also figured that no one else would shout this show out. So that's why I had to kind of wrap it. So yeah, that's my list. Nice. Better, hey, um, uh, quick oh, question ahead, for Julian. Yeah, I just want to, I'm presently watching Bad Batch. Yeah. Um, I am not through season one yet. Okay. Uh, I think I'm beyond the midway point though. Season two, better or worse than season oh, one? Oh, it's, it's better. It's, be- okay. it's better, but also worse. So there's elements of it that are worse, like certain episodes where they kind of take a, detour early on in the season especially feel a little um directionless but about halfway through season two maybe a little bit less halfway through there's a really amazing episode in like the second episode of of season one or sorry season two of the bad batch that they kind of start picking up on those threads a little bit more heavily in the back half and it gains a lot momentum um and again the finale of season two is so intense and it's a two-part finale Mm. and what it does to set up the season, you know, to set up season three is intriguing. It's like, it's just super cool. I just can't help, but that's like the only word I can use. Like, Oh, here's, here's more clone commandos. I don't know if you forgot about those, but there's some of those here. Those are really cool. Hey, Oh, here's that alien, um, homage. Isn't that in, in star Wars universe? Isn't that cool? Like, it's just like cool stuff happening all the time with cool characters yeah i like that you know i'm a fan Mm -hmm. of the star wars i watch most of the clone wars and i did watch i think i may have watched that long first episode of bad batch Mm -hmm. one of the things with me though is sometimes with cartoons it's just too frenetic you know what i mean like it's like talk talk and then like a 15 minute battle do, do, is this a lot? Is uh, this I think very it's much battle? more balanced than that. Okay, it's much more balanced cool. than that. It's it's very the first season less so. I don't. I think they hadn't really nailed their characters as well as they do in season two, and then season two especially does a lot of character work. Um, 
and it really pays off. I it, nice. It's still, I would say, you know, it's not, you know, it's not uh, uh, an HBO drama in its in its you know character exploration, but they do do the work um, to kind of establish uh, who these unique characters are. You know, they're clones of each other, but they're unique, right? And then what they mean to each other, and then of course how that plays um, as things kind of start heating up as the, as the, the, the empire starts closing in, what does that mean? So yeah, I think again, season two is very strong. I, very I can't, cool. it's, it's sitting at a 7.8 on IMDb, the show as a whole. But if you look at like it, it's individual episode ratings, like it's season finales in 9.1. Um, there's a, there's another 9.1 couple episodes before that there's a 8.7. It's like an 8.9. It's, it's, it's like, top tier star wars stuff this is dave nice. filoni with doing some of his best work all right so tell us again <laughs> cool. your t- tell us again your five julian okay Just so from five to one star wars the bad batch four is shrinking that's on a- apple tv plus three beef on netflix ted lasso season three apple tv plus and the last of us on hbo all right a lot of apple tv plus over there baby yeah, yeah. all right well moving on We'll we'll get to talk more about a lot of shows. Let's let's hear what Gina has to say. Gina, what are some of your honorable mentions and some of your, and what is your top five? Oh, we You're can't muted. hear you, Gina. <laughs> <laughs> no, Glad I didn't get you. too far there. All right. So honorable <laughs> mentions. Even if currently I don't even think a couple of these are in my top ten, I do want to shout them out. Is um. There's Swarm, which was on Prime, which was just really different than anything I've ever seen. And it's kind of the, I think, one of the first times a Black woman has kind of been in the center of just kind of a rage-filled horror movie that kind of movie series that kind of just gets you going. And and I listened to a NPR interview with um, the actress who starred in it last week and it was just kind of interesting to listen to her process and how she auditioned for it and how she approached the role differently from anything else she's ever done but it's very it's like i don't know it's just kind of shocking and riveting and um i think worth calling out i think more people should take a look at that one um I'm also going to do a really old school honorable mention for a show that's been on forever, but I'm going to say that this season of Grey's Anatomy deserves a look and it's because of the way they're covering women's healthcare issues. Basically, you know, I thought they did a really good job during the pandemic of kind of showcasing what the pandemic was like for medical professionals at the time. And I think they've done a really interesting job with, kind of bringing women's health issues and reproductive rights to the forefront this season. So I just want to kind of call that out, give them props for that. Um, And then, you know, I'm going to call this out as another honorable mention because I just thought this was like the best relationship reality TV I've seen in a really long time, but it is the ultimatum queer love. Like it was riveting like i just i thought it was so much better than the first ultimatum it was way better than any of the love is blinds 
Um, I didn't but, watch the first ultimatum, but I agree with you that this one was amazing. I, I enjoyed it immensely through the whole yeah. season. <clears throat> yeah. Except it, for that last episode, but that wasn't part <laughs> of the season. That was like a post season. Agree. Yeah. Of higher quality than I thought. I was afraid that it might be kind of like a, uh, uh, I don't know, like a, just a drama shit show, like some of these Netflix, but it was actually kind of moving. Okay, yeah. see, I thought it was, I I haven't watched it, but I assumed it was what Axel said, and I'm like, nah, pass. Like, like a drama, like a, like a like a yeah, or like a um, like a competition show. Too hot to handle. Yeah, yeah. Too I'm cold like, to hold. Know. You call the Ghostbusters? <laughs> <laughs> ah, baby. I mean, so is, 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 you think I like it, Gina? Because you know, you know what, you know what, I, I don't like a lot of reality, but you know what I do like. <laughs> like, if I go, like, is, am I gonna like it? Like, level the spectrum. <laughs> You know, I I don't think you'll like it like Love on the Spectrum, but I will say like these women and people are because I think some are are there thems, but they go into this really in like looking at their past shit, looking at their habits, like they're very invested in the relationship aspect of it. And I think that's what's fascinating is it's rare on any of these shows to see people going into something like I want to do work to, you know, get to my person in the end. Like we're doing this to make sure we're right for each other or hopefully yeah. we're right for each other. And so it's kind of a different level of maturity and emotionality than no offense guys than when the guys were involved in it and um, in the first time they tried to do this. But it was, it was just really fascinating. And I loved just some of the women as people. Like, I thought some of the women were just amazing and awesome and super good people. And, and it so was I really like, cool to watch them on their progress. Some of them, some of them you yeah. didn't think were going to get there. And you were really surprised that they actually did kind of get there. Like you were saying, they did the work and it was really cool to watch. I enjoyed yeah. it. And so, there is always. Can someone tell me the concept of this show? Okay. So. I think it was five six, couples. Was it five couples? Five couples go in. One of them has issued an ultimatum to the other that they want to get married and spend the rest of their lives with them. So what they do is they go into this and for like a week they're oh, dating wait, Gina, everyone. You have to uh-huh. say though that the other one refused. The other right. one said, I'm "Yeah, not they were ready. really it's into." It's yeah. an ultimatum, yeah. like, like I need to know me. so we can either I can go forward and find somebody else, that. or yeah, yeah. yeah. The other person already three said, weeks. Yeah. If the other person already said no, what are they accomplishing on the show? Trying they're to work trying on to, it, like, man. Like still, like I still want to do it anyway. Yeah. So let's go on the show. Well, Give it a and shot. it's okay. also it's also to see if the person that's issued the ultimatum might be having second thoughts, like, True. oh, maybe this isn't the person I want. Maybe there's someone better for me. So they like date each other for a week. You know, it's like a lot of that kind of just like you know drinks and pool time and walks and whatever. And, and then and at the end of fingering. the week, <laughs> not quite yet. <laughs> Wait, what? Whoa, whoa. Shut up. <laughs> Spoiler. And then at the end, <laughs> That's a plot point, then, actually. <laughs> like, let me start watching this right now. No, I'm just <laughs> at the end of the week, they the all garage. say. It's it, three weeks and then three weeks. Well, the first Remember? week they date and then they have to pick someone that's going, they're oh, yeah, going yeah, to yeah, live yeah. with their, as with live with as their spouse for three mm-hmm. weeks. So someone that's not the person they came with. Yeah. So then you have these three things and they live together as like a married couple. And 
rules are rules, whatever. And then at the end of that three weeks, they move back in as a married couple with the person they showed up with. And so then at the end of the final three weeks, that's kind of like, do proposals happen? Yeah. Do people get turned down? Let's yeah, because other people they, hook up. Their, yeah. their thing is that, that they either have to be engaged to the person they came with, engaged to the person that they chose, or broken up. Like, yeah. they can't, like, pick some other, like, you. And oh, it, we're just going to uh, try and live together yeah, for a yeah, bit. No, you're supposed it. to be okay. engaged to one or the other or okay. you leave alone. And some <laughs> and of them are season. even, some of them are even meeting each other's parents during the fake three-week yes. marriage oh, type yeah. of thing. It's really kind wow, of Oh, and this is just an honorable mention. We're going realities. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but it's friends so anyway. Right. All right, let's keep yeah, it moving. Yeah. I know. So I'll get to my top five and I'll keep it pretty speedy. Um, In fifth place right now, I have somebody somewhere. All I can say is I'll never look at St. Louis sushi the same way again. And if you don't know what that is, you need to watch the show to find out. And I also think I need one or two. See you next Tuesday pillows. Um, uh, The last of us is my number four. Currently succession is my number three. Currently. Ted Lasso season three is my number two right now. And the bear is currently my number one. So the same number two. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't Julian's number two. It was Ted Lasso. Yeah. Yeah. And he had last of us on there somewhere too, but yeah. Yeah. That's number one one for me. Yeah. It was good. Solid list. I'm I'll be a little pedantic about my, opinions on uh reality tv and i'll just keep i'll, I'll just, and maybe to avoid that i'll just i'll just keep out of that conversation altogether it's oh, a rarity uh, but there are gems yeah. out there that's like, why i just said to her like i don't really like it but she knows the kind of stuff that i would watch because yeah. most of it i don't watch but like every now and then there's stuff that's like not like trashy it actually has yeah. like heart to it like you said you like ted lasso because you like nice people being nice to other people like there's stuff like that out yeah. there okay. the that's spectrum. why i like love on the spectrum so much yeah. it uh-huh. was oh, people yeah. it was kind people being nice to one another and yeah. it was yeah. like it was like reality Look at mike lasso. trying to go back Sometimes, to that yeah. show to talk more i'm, I, I I'm still not i'm still not gonna do it i'm uh, gonna be also, honest with you guys i, I need another season well i'm gonna throw one more out there for you to consider and it's called alone it's on the History Channel, and it's the Survivalist show, and it's oh, I've heard about fantastic. that. I watched one episode of that. I guess yeah, that's that's technically reality yeah. TV, but that's a, I, I guess it's I don't, when I think of reality TV, I guess I am thinking about the trashy stuff. So to, to be clear, um, yeah, they should be. But I have seen alone. Well, I have seen an episode of that, but there's like eight seasons of that show, and I don't I don't know if I I don't know if I have the time to get into to like alone. Papua New Guinea or whatever. There's like so many. So. <laughs> you want to watch matter. the Antarctic really... ones and there will be yeah. a time when you cry because oh, someone no. catches a fish and they cry because they catch oh, a fish. That's nice. You could just jump I mean, in, Julian. Just... Each of those seasons are their Yeah, there's a thing. new season that yeah. just started and they're only, a, I think, the fourth I episode airs I live. I live in Canada. I already know how cold it can get. <laughs> so you know what a winter in Saskatchewan exactly. is like. Exactly. I don't need to... Uh, in fact, more than I'd like to, probably. In fact. <laughs> so, right. yeah. Oh, that reminds me. Solo, you know, Julian's a big CFL fan. Solo's a big CFL oh, he fan, is. Julian. Yeah. Oh, I'm great. a big Winnipeg fan. Big well, since 1984. That's, that's where I'm sitting. That's where I'm sitting right now. Go Blue. Ah. Yeah. Oh. Oh, you're a Winnipeg fan? Oh, nice. I, I, yeah, I live in Winnipeg. Yeah, and um, 
Yeah, they play. They their last game was pretty crappy, but other than that, it's, yeah. been, it's been a good ride. Nice. All yeah, right. I get uh, we get CFL Plus here, so I'm able to watch the game. Oh, that's so. nice. I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that it's that we're making a little bit of inroads in the states. That's that's great news. Well, I'm the only Winnipeg fan in California, but that doesn't <laughs> I, well, I would, I, you know, hard to say. I guess that's it, blow, say. it blew down with the <laughs> smoke. Um, yeah. uh, um, Gina, what's your list again? It is somebody somewhere on HBO. The Last of Us, also on HBO. Succession also on HBO, <laughs> Ted Lasso, Apple Plus, and The Bear, FX slash Hulu. Gina has a pr- – I think Gina might have, like, the critic list. Like, those are all good, like, shows that everybody I, has seemed to like. I would guess know? that Michael Lacombe has the critics yeah. list. That's, <laughs> that's my we'll opinion. Like, we'll well, see. let's see. I, well, I could be open. I don't have somebody somewhere on my list. But it, to be fair, I haven't seen it. Well, I haven't seen the current season. Um, okay. I've, fin- I've watched the first season. I haven't, I have, I'm, my HBO Max says start, continue on season two, episode one. So that's where I'm at with that show. All but right. so it's not on my list. Well, what's the rest of your list, Mike? Hit it. Oh, it's, is it my turn? It's okay. your turn. Um, okay. So I will, uh, trim down my honorable mentions, especially because like a lot of my honorable mentions have been actually honorably mentioned already. Um, like Beef and Swarm were in my honorable mentions. I thought both of those were, I would say great, but like I thought beef was uh, shockingly good, much better than I thought it was going to be. I-, I echo everything Julian said when he talked about beef. I echo everything Gina said when she talked about swarm. Uh, that was one of my honorable mentions. I agree. People should be checking that out. Um, one of my honorable mentions that has not been mentioned already is Miss Davis on Peacock. Um, that's one of those ones where uh, I don't know. It's like you never really know if someone's going to like it or not. You guys know how Lindelof is. Um, and then you bring in uh Tara Hernandez, who is bringing in kind of like that, uh, what she did, like uh, Young Sheldon, Young Sheldon, or some shit, or yep. like Big Bang Theory, or something like like from that range. So like you get this mix of like Lindelof shit, like kind of like weird, like what the fuck is that? What's going on? And then with like a, a quirky kind of comedy as well. It's a really unique uh, story, really unique style of storytelling. Um, like I said, like you, you know what you're getting from the Lindelof perspective, but a lot of that stuff. I feel like Lindelof gets better and better with uh, presenting things in in the way that he presents them, but like kind of like giving you a better balance. Like one of my issues with uh, the leftovers when it first started was I felt like it leaned way too heavy into like being weird and confusing and not providing enough answers to kind of like balance all the questions that it was creating. And it kind of moved into that direction of the latter half of season one it and that we all know more yeah. yeah it found itself exactly and then season two and season three we already know so uh i feel like lindelof now has that balance right like he kind of knows how to uh give you something that's going to keep you interested and invested that's like oh wow that's interesting and weird or interesting and uh compelling whatever but also still give you enough answers to where you're not just like okay now i just feel lost all the time so like i said really creative really fun um, but like I said, I never really know if I can recommend it to somebody because you, somebody else might watch that and be like, this is too fucking weird or whatever. They might not like it, but a lot of you guys know how Lindelof is. So, uh, think Lindelof, but with a little bit quirkier. Uh, so, uh, that's one of my honorable mentions. Um, I, <laughs> it's weird listing this as an honorable mention because, uh, it norm- I would expect it to rank very highly, but right now when I made my five, it didn't make it. But uh, Dave season three, you guys know I love Dave. 
Uh, Dave season three was again incredible, just like season two, a little bit less so than season two, but still really, 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 really good. Uh, love that show. And then my final final honorable mention is uh, well, actually, uh, two more. But I just want to cite this one because I think uh, Julian talked about it already was shrinking season one. I echo everything he said about that. I thought shrinking was great. Um, yes. Yeah, so I, I, well, I'm not going to add anything to that. I thought shrinking was great. Um, and it's presently an honorable mention only because we're stopping at five. But if like if I made a 10, shrinking would be in it. And I wouldn't be surprised if shrinking stays in my top 10 by the time the year is over. That's how good I think shrinking is. This is some of the best I've ever seen Jason Siegel. I, I, I don't always love Jason Siegel, but this is like the perfect role for him. Jessica Williams, who is, had starts with a small role in that show, but it gets bigger, is really, really funny. And Harrison Ford is grumpy as hell, but it works here. So yeah. that's and that's he, another show that found its footing, but it found it quickly. Like yeah. they found they realized like quickly two. that Jessica Williams. <laughs> yeah, yeah they, they realized quickly that Jessica Williams' character and um, I can't remember the actress's Liz, name. Yes, but, Liz. Yeah. Like I was yeah. like when I was reviewing that show early in the season, I, I said, I'm like, I like that. I like what I'm seeing when those two are together. And it's like the show heard me. And like yeah. from like a certain point on, they kind of like connected those two together. And those two were an incredible pair. Like they were so just funny, funny as fuck yeah, all the time. So, oh, my so God. That show yeah. found its footing pretty quickly. And yeah, it, it, it was really good. And then my last honorable mention that I wanted to uh, talk about was Kunk on Earth. I don't know if any of you guys have watched that. Bubba, but, um, Bubba sent that in too, so he thanks you. Oh, he did. Yeah. Okay, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, so good. Uh, but I, I don't know where or if I'm going to put Kunk on Earth in like my top ten, just because it's it's not a kind of show that like <laughs> I I, I'm, I feel like I, I I'd be pushing something out that's like has a little bit more something more important to say if i put kunk on earth in my top 10 but man fuck i loved that shit man i was sitting in here high as fuck watching that shit laughing my ass off <laughs> man, man that shit is so fucking funny that's like I, st- I looked up that actress because i'm like i want to see everything she's in because that's that's how funny that shit was so yeah kunk on earth is my and uh, that show is last con- honorable mention that show is where she like it's like an interview show. It's like Kunk on Shakespeare. She did a bunch of them, right? And but she just asked like ridiculous questions. It's a little bit like uh, who's that Buyaka shit? What's that Ali G? It's a little Ali like G. Ali yeah. G. Yeah, but yeah, she's uh, more straight. Uh, face. guy. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. It is kind of like what he does. Yeah. Yep. It's it's like what he does. I don't know why his name escapes me right now. But the guy that plays Borat. Yeah. It's kind of huh. like what he does. Sasha Baron Cohen. Yes. Yes. It's kind. It's kind of his deal. But. Um, but she's so dry that it just yes. makes it even better. It's very, yeah, it's mm-hmm. English in another way. Did we lose Mike? I think he's frozen. Mike yep, is. Fr- I think he froze. Mike I've is never frozen. seen him so still. <laughs> All right, we'll keep it moving. Mike is frozen. When he gets back, we'll come back to him. But solo, let's hear your list. Whoa. Baby, hit it. Whoa! All right, solo. I so, want to hear your reality watch, show roundup I- first. Yeah, it's like 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 the bear, for instance. Like, it's oh wait, Mike, back in. You were frozen for oh, like a thirty really? seconds. We lost oh, you on okay. Kunk on Earth. So, oh, okay. All right, start after Kunk on Earth. Oh, what was the last? What was the last thing you heard me say? Kunk, Kunk on, Earth. on Earth. We talked about it, and yeah, we can go on from there. Okay. All right. So, um, I was just gonna say my my top five is not ranked because okay. I go. don't know. I don't. I don't really have a place to. I don't really want to rank them just yet because there's things that I know I'm going to watch a second time. 
So like, for instance, I'm going to watch the bear again with my wife. So like, if I, if I sat in front of you guys, I'm like, I put the bear at number three or something like that. Yeah. Then I watch it with my wife again. I might be like, ah, oh, now I want to put it number one. And I just told everybody two days ago, it's number three. So, like, <laughs> so I, just, I don't know. I just didn't, I didn't want to rank everything. Cause it feels, uh, everything feels mostly kind of fresh to me, even though like the last of us, for instance, was in like January, but like, it still feels fresh to me anyway. So my top five, uh, <laughs> obviously the last of us is in there. Um, we, we've talked about that. I, I'm not going to use that as my one to highlight. Uh, the final season of Barry uh, is in my top five. Obviously, uh, the second season Barry. of The Bear is in my top five. Um, you guys know how I felt about season one. I, I was very much waving the everybody needs to watch this shit on the fucking weekend it first came out. I love everything about that show. Um, and Succession, obviously, in my top five, I feel the same way about Succession. As I always have, you guys know I feel about Succession. And Silo is in my top five Ooh. with its uh, finale uh, airing tonight and Interesting. or tomorrow, whatever. But um, Silo is in my top five. And um, I guess I'll, I'll choose that one to kind of highlight because I don't expect it'll be in anyone else's. Or uh, if it, it's the only one that I know isn't going to be in a lot. Whereas like somebody else, one of you other guys could talk about the bear and Succession because it's going to pop up probably in all the lists. Um, Silo, man, it, it's one of those things. It's kind of like what I was saying about Kunk on Earth when you guys probably didn't hear me. Uh, you know, I was saying it's my style of humor, and I compared it to uh, Sasha Baron Cohen stuff. But Wait, like, is, I it's just a like funny it. show. It doesn't seem like it's a funny show. It, oh, it's Kunk on Earth? No, it's hilarious. The solo. <laughs> Silo. Silo. No, no, I'm not talking about Silo yet. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. Oh, I was gonna say. Silo's hilarious. No, like, no, 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 it's hard. Like, I don't really know if uh, the style of humor suits everyone. So I can't necessarily say, oh, Kunk on Earth is going to be great. You're going to love it because you might not like that style of humor. So I was saying it's more my style of humor than, say, Sasha Baron Cohen stuff, which I also like. So my point about Silo is that um, Silo is just like it's just my jam. It's the kind of shit that I just really like. Really good hardcore sci fi uh, really great world building. Uh, uh, the world building on this show, man. I just, I just fucking love it. Everything they introduce, I'm like, oh, cool. What does that mean? Where does that come from? When are we going to learn more about that thing? Like, uh, uh, people might find the pacing a little bit plotting, but for me, like, I, I feel like they give me enough intrigue to keep me invested every episode. I never feel like every episode feels so quick to me. Like, I feel like it's over in like 30 minutes because everything is so compelling. I'm so invested in the mystery. I'm so invested in the world. I just I, I just find it incredibly compelling. Like I'm sitting here, uh, you know, it's four o'clock here on the East Coast and I'm just sitting here like I can't wait to watch this fucking finale tonight. And uh, yeah, I, 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 I if you're a sci fi nerd, I, I guarantee you're going to love Silo. Yeah. Apple well, TV is just crushing sci fi right now. It is. Uh, when Foundation comes back next month, I'm sure that's going to be great, too. So yeah. that. Yeah, that's my five. We uh uh, Andy and I talked very much about, a critics list. Yeah, <laughs> like you to say it, I like it. Andy and I talked about Silo, and uh, Solo and I talked about Silo. Silo's a great show. Little slow. I expect it's going to end up on a lot of year end list. I, I think so too. A little. I I will say my. It's not. It maybe I was thinking that would make my list. I'm not quite sure. Even at this point, and we're on the podcast, but because uh, it, it started off so fast, and I kind of feel like it just got it came around back 
to where it started. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like... I, no, the, yes, I agree with you. So I, I know what you mean. You have to love the world. You have to love the production design, the feeling. Yes. There's an entire yep. episode about stopping a huge centrifuge, and it's very technical. So the best episode of the season. I thought so too. I love that so, episode. That was great. Yeah, if yeah. you're that was not, episode it, three, man, I love that one. Exactly. If you're not into that, you one, might not love it. But I think cigar, Rebecca Ferguson mic. comes alive. Her character comes alive. So yeah, Silo's a great one. So what's well, your top five? Oh, go ahead, Andy. I was going to say most of the complaints I've seen with Silo are people that have read the book and they're upset about changes that were made in the adaptation. Oh, book readers, go to hell. Yeah, That's not what necessarily saying. what's in the show. I think it's – I've never read anything, oh, but the, the, show is, the show is great. Yeah, like, I love If you like the world, yeah, it's worth watching for Those sure. people, I just I, – I can't, I can't get with – those people are watching the show and judging it as an adaptation and not as a television show on its own merits. And totally like, that, new that thing. That irritates me. Yep. Like, I don't give a fuck. It's two different like mediums. Yes, yeah, exactly. it's two like, different is mediums. Is a TV show or not? I don't give a fuck how well they adapt more in a book thing that you give yeah. a fuck about from the yeah. book like i don't care yeah. is the, is it a good tv show or not come on you but, can like, write. Uh, axel asked me to repeat my top five yes um uh the last of us it's not ranked the last of us barry silo the bear succession um that's my five i do okay. imagine that even though i do love silo i do suspect it probably won't remain in the top five like by the time the year is over it'll 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 definitely be in the top 10 but i doubt it's going to stay in the top five like if i did rank them that would be number five probably Okay. All right. So, so far, I think uh, all three people have listed The Last of Us, right? We have two yes. bears and two successions. I think two that's... Yes. Uh, two Ted Lassos as well. And two Ted Lassos. Three. And th- oh, three two. Only two. Uh, yeah, two. Sorry. Okay. I Sorry, like I, I can't count. Well, Julian. solo. Let's see what... Anything after all right. two is hard to count. I understand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, Solo, in his honorable mentions, will go Silo. Um, Yeah, I don't know where this is going to end up. I have a love-hate relationship with Silo on Apple TV+. But I'm I'm intrigued. I listen to Bubba and Catfish's pod. I'm into it. I'm pissed off. They got rid of, well, I don't want to spoil, but characters I loved. And then all of a sudden, oh, see ya. Um, But great show. I love I, I'm eager to see where it goes, so it's an honorable mention right now. My first ever reality show, honorable mention. I don't think it's <laughs> going to make dying the top inside. Ten. <laughs> yeah. fucking reality what shows. What is going on here, <laughs> Julian? Julian, I hate reality shows. I do get sucked in when my wife watches Ninety Day Fiance because <laughs> I'm I'm working on the computer and then I'm like, oh, this girl's what? Why should well, this guy's an idiot? It's but not it's not your fault. It's designed to be that way it's designed to to hook you even though it's there's nothing actually happening well i hate reality shows julian because as an actor when we had our actor strike years ago that's when all these reality shows get started getting pumped pumped out because non-union cheap and then everyone loved them and i was so mad so i will forever hate reality shows but i do like on fox special forces world's toughest test it's basically the Navy SEAL training. You got Dwight Howard, Mike Piazza, Damien Amendola, Britney Spears's sister who cried, missed her kids, and left early. But it's a it's it's really interesting. I love the Navy SEALs guys. Uh, they're they're really awesome and badass. So I kind of enjoy that show. 
Um, the Crowded House on Apple TV. Um, are you guys, do you guys hear me? Yeah. Yep. yep I can okay. hear you. Okay. Oh, because no, I had not Julian cheering for, Frozen. not cheering for your list yet. That's all. Okay. Okay. That's good. <laughs> okay. So the <laughs> I don't blame you. The Crowded House on Apple TV. I'm five episodes in. I'm interested in the show and I look forward to the next episode, but they freaking spoil you in the credits when it's based on a certain book. So it, so I don't know. I want to mention the crowded house because I know critics don't like it. Um, their issues are valid, but it's just intriguing to me. So that'll make the top 10. Just want to put it out there. And then my last honorable I watched the mention, first episode. I didn't see anything. I, I mean, it seemed fine. I don't. I, I haven't read any reviews on it. But I, first, I, I, first I, couple, first couple episodes are great. But then I, it's hard to explain. The subject matter is pretty rough. Where it gets to, and that's where it's like, how can I say it's a favorite show when you're dealing with this subject matter? But I think it's well done. I'm in the minority. I'd like it, uh, but I want to see where it goes. Um, and then my last honorable mention that may be my number one show by the end of the year, but there were only a few episodes in on TNT. I know it's probably aired. I think it's aired in the UK. What the Lazarus project sci-fi show on TNT. I think it's freaking brilliant. I, this is a show I can't wait to watch every week. And if you haven't watched it, I would honestly do it because they're doing something unique in their storytelling, and it's pretty powerful. Dude, I got to chime in here solo. Please chime. On tip of the Lazarus Project, let me tell you something. Everyone here, if you like sci-fi at all, this show is fucking great. It is. It, I wanted to put it on my top five, but I'm, I'm going to have it as an honorable mention. It is so fun. It starts out, and the tone is... It the tone kind of changes. It's a little it's a little more fun. And then as things happen to the character, the tone of the show changes. And you think, oh, okay, they're setting up because it's a BBC show. I think it aired in the UK. Yeah, last I, I think year. it did air. Yeah. Um, it, it was supposed to air last year for us, but it, yeah. they delayed it. Because it's on what is it on TBS, right? Or TNT. 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 Yeah, all those TNT, TBS, and USA, they all kind of threw out a bunch of shows and then bought a bunch of cheap shows. But anyway, it is a serialized show. You think it's setting up as a kind of monster criminal of the week type thing, but it gets deep, man. And it is big time. Some I, I don't think it's a spoiler to say because it gets kind of right into it in the beginning that yeah. it's time travel y. It. So if you're into that stuff, which I know Brett is listening and he is, then AI, you better watch this show. That's all I'm saying, <laughs> baby. Yeah, Lazarus Project. Yeah, no, I, I, it is. I think it's the best show on right now, and it's only not in my top five just because it hasn't finished. So in case they go off the rails and it sucks the last half of the season, I don't want to be committed you know, to a one-mic top five. Oh, it's it's oh, damn. I, it's going to be high on my list as long as I keep it going because I, I don't want to give it away, but it's just the what they're doing and the character work they're doing. It's just it's phenomenal. So, freaking watch it! All right, 
top five right now. And you guys are going to love this one. Number five, Law and Order SVU season 24. <laughs> no way. <laughs> yes, I'm telling you, this show has been on 24 seasons. The cast has dwindled. They got rid of uh, Kelly Giddish. They wrote her off, but they at least gave her seven or eight episodes. But they do this BX9 plot where Olivia Benson is about to get assassinated in the street. They do great crossovers with organized crime, great cases. It's it's one of the best seasons ever. And I'm just telling you, Law & Order SVU. Number four, which I want to talk about. I'm just going to mention it here, but I'll come back to it. Apple TV Plus, Fatal Attraction with Lizzie, Lizzie Kaplan and Joshua Jackson. I'm going to come back to it. Number three, me and Axel covered on Paramount Plus, Rabbit Hole, the sci-fi thriller with Kiefer Sutherland. Um, you know, we, me and Axel talked the other day and was like, when you podcast about a show, it's tough to separate church and state when you're doing a top five. But this show had me thinking. Um, it, you know, it's Kiefer. It's not Jack Bauer. It's a different character. Um, it, it just it had a great cast. And the finale, I absolutely loved. I thought the finale was great. So that's number three. Number two is a show that I believe is Sky or BBC, but HBO Max picks it up. It's called CB Strike, and they had season five. And it pretty much, J.K. Rowling wrote these detective novels under a, a male name because she wanted to be, she didn't want her name out there. They turned it into a series, and it's basically a war veteran who lost his leg, is now a private investigator, and he s- starts to get hired to solve murders. And uh, Tom Burke, who is in the Lazarus Project, but you might have known he played Orson Welles in Mank, the David Fincher oh, film. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but he's great. He's, I guess, I started watching this show while I was working on my film, and I had the two, my character I was playing and Tom Burke's character kind of were similar. So I think I gravitated to him as an actor and, um, you know, as the character. So I really got into it. And this, this show is just phenomenal. I don't, I don't know who watches it, um, but what's the name of this again, solo? It's called CB strike. Yeah. I'm going to check it out. It's really good. Yeah. I love Gina. Like, I don't know. Like, I I think you're in the same boat. I love those British crime dramas. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's in that vein. And I just love, I just love that world. Yeah. I've been really getting into those two lately. Yeah. Yeah. I read, I read all the books too. It'll be interesting what they do. There's another book coming out in September, but it'll be interesting to see what they do with the book that came out last year. Cause it was very complicated to read because a lot of it, the back of it is happening like in a chat room. But um, so it's just like you're reading like different conversations between different people kind of happening at the same time. But, oh, wow. but the CB strike stuff, it's pretty good. I'm not sure he's the right person to play the character. He's way better looking and more with it in the TV show than he is in my mind in the books. Right. But okay. I, I do think Robin's a good cast for it. Robin uh, played by holiday Granger. She's uh, yeah, she's great. I love her. She's great. Um, I mean, it's just, I just, I've really gravitated to this show and it really is 
Um, I, you know, when season five drops, I'm like, holy crap. So me and my wife binged it right away. We just love the show. Uh, so it's number two. And then number one I have right now, Last of Us, HBO. So I'm joining the sheep herd, uh, but I just thought it was done very well. Uh, I enjoyed it so much. And I didn't play the game. Didn't know much going in. I just know, oh, Pedro Pascal, I'm in. <laughs> so, uh, but it was a great show. Uh, will it stay at number one? I don't know, but it's, I, I see it in my top five uh, by the end of the year. Um, but Fatal Attraction, um, I didn't want to watch it because I've seen the movie and I get very uncomfortable with affairs. So, yeah, no, I haven't watched The, uh, the Affair. The TV series. I don't know. It's just Solo doesn't want to watch someone cheating in front of his wife. <laughs> yeah, Andy, I get very uncomfortable with that. Uh, hey, man, like, couple watching TV. Weird. Sometimes shit hits you. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, there's I some know, shows where I like, don't like yeah, affairs. Maybe we should have watched this like, right now. <laughs> and I don't like people in someone else's office trying to get something, and they're looking at the door when they're coming in. Like, I get, I get all freaking bothered. Um, but no, Fatal Attraction, what they did was they have two timelines, what happened, and then the, f- the future. And so I was like, the first few episodes, you know, it's about the affair and different things, but they really get into uh, a murder investigation and these dynamics. And I'm just like, oh my God, this is actually really good. And then there's a couple of big twists at the end of the season that I did not see coming. And it was just, I thought it was executed very well. And I, and the young girl who plays the daughter um, is amazing. And then uh, Amanda Pete plays the wife. I love me some Amanda Pete and she's in it. So really good cast. Joshua Jackson, Jackson, um, big fan of, I uh, just, he's just really good in this too. Uh, and it's just one of those shows where I was like, I didn't think I was going to like it. And I I ended up loving it. So is that on Amazon? Heath? uh, it's on, um, Apple, uh, Paramount plus Paramount. Yeah. Could be on. Okay. I remember seeing that and I, 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 for the exact same reasons as you, I didn't watch it. I was like, I've already seen the movie and I don't really like watching shit about affairs. So pass. (laughs) (laughs) And then also, I, I don't know. I, I, I wasn't really drawn in at, at, with Lizzie Kaplan and Joshua Jackson, even though I liked them respectively as actors and I, I don't avoid anything that either of them is in for, for that movie, that pairing. I was like, ah, I, don't, I don't know if I'm really interested in that. And yeah, so I don't know. It's that's well interesting done. That you ended up liking it. Yeah, I, I was shocked, too, because yeah. it was, a you know, one for you, one for them. It was a, my wife wanted to see it. So I'm like, OK, we do, we do, we do that, too. Yeah. <laughs> And I was like, by episode like three or four, I'm like, can we watch the next one? Like, I'm so into it. I asked if it was on. I asked if it was on Amazon because um, there's a lot of stuff that's been on Amazon where it's like, I feel like Amazon does what FX does, and they really give creators a lot of freedom to to do some interesting things. They do, but I just feel like anytime I watch them on Amazon, I always feel a little bit disappointed. Like, oh, man, this had a really good concept. Or, oh, man, this was really creative and unique. Too bad they didn't really put any effort into anything else. And it's like, right. uh, that's why I asked if it was on Amazon, because I'm like, that might that might have been why I looked at it and was like, ah, pass. Because I'm just like, oh, and it's on Amazon. They keep fucking up stuff. <laughs> like, like, they got Swarm. I, I thought Swarm was good. But 
Yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff that they've done that I was like, oh, this looks really cool and creative and fun and like Dead Ringers. Did any of you guys watch that? Uh, we, I, my wife and I watched about forty minutes or maybe the first full episode. I, 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 I agree with you, Mike. I think some Amazon stuff. You know, that's why sometimes we're finding out in these days. Sometimes the gatekeepers, the editors, the producers, sometimes they do their job. And <laughs> you know what I mean? And they kind of steer people. This is what audiences want. Because I feel like a lot of that, like Citadel, which was a total disaster. That was like Trey garbage. Yeah. I wanted that, that to be the greatest so thing railed. ever. I didn't even bother watching no, it. It got not so good. railed. Not good. Yep. It's so stupid, too. They have two. Two, an actor and actress who both have amazing natural accents and they make them speak American and they both sound really weird the entire it's just, and it's supposed <laughs> to be a worldwide it's just none of it made sense but anyway back to your list solo all right and just so you know I will be going on audio only soon because my battery is going to die because okay. I'm doing it on my phone but anyway but I'm still going to be here uh, yeah so um, and I'm looking forward to um Coming up, True Detective season four, of course, whenever that drops, and the and the Justified is coming back, baby. Yeah, and it's in my city. Yes, I get Justified, and it's in my city. Like I'm ready for that one. Yeah, they're doing the Detroit story. It's I hear that book is phenomenal. So too, man. I'm really excited for Mm -hmm. that one, man. Yeah, I'm like. I just love seeing some Timothy Oliphant walking with a cowboy hat with a gun. I'm in. Yeah, <laughs> the only thing is like Amando season I'm like, two. There you go. Yeah, I'm, right. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm preemptively kind of disappointed that I'm not going to get to hear Walton Goggins say Raylan's name. Like I don't like I right. hear that man. But hey, I'm but my, you I'm know my Walton Goggins. He'll have to have a cameo. He's got to show up at least for a hey, cameo. You know, you can't. You got to have Mike. It. You know what, Mike? We did cold together. So who knows? <laughs> what was that? <laughs> oh no! The line at the end of the show, we did oh, oh, cold yeah. together. Yeah, we did cold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, oh, I man. love Great Justified show. so much, and yeah. um, I, I'm just I can't wait for that to come out. So, just to recap, my June top five so far: number five, Lone Order SVU season twenty four, an NBC proper. Number four, Fatal Attraction, Paramount Plus. Number three, Rabbit Hole, Paramount Plus. And number two, CB Strike, season five, HBO, and I think it's on Max. And then number one, Last of Us, HBO and Max. Uh, but Lazarus Project, Justify, I mean, the, who knows what might happen by the time nice. we do this in late November, early December. So, All right. A lot of originals on there, Solo. I like it. Laura, okay. Well, let's keep it moving. Jenny, you're up. Yes, sir. Um my unfinished uh, honorable mentions are Outlander, which I just and it just started up. It's only had two episodes this last season, and I love it. I love the stories. I love me a period drama. <laughs> Plus, I've read all the books, so I'm like, and the, the actors they have playing the roles are just like mm, chef's kiss to what they are in the book, in my opinion. So, yeah. Uh, Star Trek Strange New Worlds, I just started watching that and it's it's been great so far i mean we're only a couple episodes in again and uh one that hasn't started yet but i know it's gonna be fantastic (laughs) the witcher (laughs) Um, oh yeah that's mm -hmm. i've 
so curious how they're going to handle this Henry Cavill transition situation. So well, weird. we at least get yeah. this last season with him. Oh, so he's so <laughs> and who is awesome that they've that? replaced him? Liam Hemsworth. I don't remember. I don't uh, remember who it is. Someone not as not memorable. Yeah. Liam, Liam like, Hemsworth. Great. Oh, I stand yes. by my Tell comment. Me now. And that's the okay. third best Hemsworth. Yeah, that's the, le- yeah. the least of the Hemsworths. Yeah. I actually, li- I actually like Liam Hemsworth, but he's just not nearly as interesting as Henry Cavill. That's the one that was in the Hunger fault. Games, right? Yep, yeah, that's Hunger yeah, Games Hemsworth. Okay. All right, and so other considerations that I had in like honorable, like the night agent, the diplomat, and the bear didn't quite make my top five, but I Blast did love it. Um, <laughs> and my top five in no particular order um i have the last of us just like everyone else i thought bella ramsey and pedro pascal knocked it out of the park <clears throat> and uh i was i'm not a gamer and i never played the game but i feel like the show is just like super compelling and i can't wait for another season of it uh, i can't wait for people who've never played the games to see season two <laughs> it's gonna be a wild ride Buckle up, people. Season one was a wild (laughs) ride, in my opinion. So, Uh, yay. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not going to say anything, but who? So, uh, Queen Charlotte, which no one has said so far, but I I haven't watched it yet, but I do love Mia Good Bridgerton. Okay. Yes. So, it might end up on my list later. Yeah. Again, I love period dramas, including Bridgerton. This was no exception. Uh, It had a good storyline to carry it and gave us some world building for the Bridgerton world. We learn more about the king and the queen. I mean, you actually learn about the king, so that's kind of cool. But also Lady Danbury and Lady Bridgerton. And uh, I also enjoyed the relationship between Brimsley and Reynolds, who are like, I don't know what their, their titles are, but like Reynolds is the king's helper and <laughs> Brimsley is the queen's helper or whatever. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, it was really good. That. I, I enjoyed it immensely. Um, My girlfriend like... watched that show and I saw a couple episodes of it mm-hmm. and it really felt like at times it was really wanted to be the great, which is a, an amazing show. I have but that on have... my list to watch, but I haven't watched it. Oh, yet. well, if you like period dramas, I do. It's very <laughs> Henry Hustler loves it's very, that show. It's very um, different from, from Bridgerton in, in tone, I think. Yeah, um, I, I've watched lots of different still, but... stuff. I, I enjoy that stuff. So I You'll see. also yeah, the casting in, in this was like because they have the younger version of the Queen and the younger version of Lady Danbury and a barely teenaged uh Violet Bridgerton, whatever her last name was when she was a girl, but uh, and the casting for them is so it was, it, I loved it, it was great. So, uh, that's on my list. I have Picard on my top five, um, because I, I have I grew up with the next generation I mean I was a teenager when it started and I watched it into my young adulthood and then I actually bought some of the DVDs back when DVDs were really expensive I bought a whole season of them because I loved it so much (laughs) and uh, I I'm watching it again on Paramount Plus and so this season of Picard was total nostalgia had me in my feels and I loved it so that is why it made my top five. Yeah, it's really um, good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Succession. I already talked about how, you know, when we did the succession pod, how I was a latecomer, binged the show during this season, finished it up. I I I enjoyed it a whole lot more than I thought I would. 
And my last one is Black Mirror. And I have not finished this series, and I actually am still not finished with the last episode of this current season. But I don't know why I (laughs) never watched this show before. Um, (laughs) I know lots of people who have talked about it and said it's amazing, and I never watched it. And you guys were talking about it again, and I was like, I'm going to give this show a try. And I was like, why why did I never watch this show? So that's my top so good uh (laughs) black mirror jenny (laughs) yeah i haven't started the new season yet but yeah because i still i forgot i skipped the season so like season four i never watched i haven't i watched the first two seasons and i've watched one episode of season three and then i've watched uh there's five episodes in season six and i watched the first four and part of the fifth one um which one is i don't even know the order so which is the one that you haven't finished um the demon 29 okay yeah that's i love that episode you're gonna love it it's so fun i've watched like a half an hour of it and i think it's like an hour and 20 minutes or something yeah yeah that's a good that was my probably my second favorite one of the season What's so, the, what's your list again? My list is The Last of Us, as we all have, <laughs> um, which is on Max or HBO, and Queen Charlotte, which is on Netflix, and Picard, which is on Paramount Plus, Succession, which is also on HBO slash Max, and Black Mirror, which is on Netflix. Nice. Great list, Jenny. The nice. Last of Us is yeah. the only show that's been on every list, and now I'm wondering <laughs> if Andy or Axel's going to fuck that up. Well, let's find out. Andy, you're up. <laughs> well, I'll try not to. I'll try not to fuck everything up. I, uh, I don't really I'm editing his list to put The Last of Us on there. Now. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah got, hold on, I got to change my notes quick. Um, the uh, I don't really like everybody else. I I keep track of what I watch during the year, but I don't really rank during the year because my. I tend to have a really bad recency bias out of myself where I tend to overrate things right away and I need time to think about things. So kind of how well, I do it is have that. Yeah, I know. Well, I, I, I will try, I try to freely admit it. A lot of people will not. A lot of but, people don't, but everyone yeah. does that. The, uh, so basically what I kind of do when I rank is I'll put, I'll put like a star next to ones that I know will be in contention for my number one. And there's only two shows that I have that, but the rest are kind of loosely ranked as, as of right now, like my honorable mentions, last of us is I'm an honorable mention. Um, Picard and Strange New World. Star Trek is just back with a bang. Um, what Julian and Jenny said about Picard, especially, I mean, it's perfect. It's they they lower said, said it too. Yeah. Oh, and Lower Decks, which I've gotten into, which I also really love. It's yep. yeah. That's there. I I was I've always been a huge Star Trek fan, and it was not always because I fell out of it for a while. But back, they're great. Um, Mrs. Davis, I enjoyed, but like Mike said, it's almost impossible to recommend that to people. I still don't know how much I liked it. I'm still thinking about that one. <laughs> um, Mando season three, I thought was a, a step down, but still honorable mention. Silo, I really enjoying. Um, Ted Lasso season three, I didn't like as much as the first two seasons, but I still, I still enjoyed it, especially near the end of the season. Barry, somebody somewhere, uh, Black Mirror, all honorable mentions. My top five, and they're a very loose order. Number five is Poker Face on Peacock. Um, it's the Ryan Johnson show with Natasha Leone. It's a murder mystery of the week thing. If anybody hasn't seen it, it's a lot like a new version of Columbo, where you see what happens in the 
mentioned it. It's I want I forgot to mention on my honorable mentions. It is really, 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 really good. Yeah, the, the first episode. <laughs> yeah. This the, is funny because like I didn't yeah. read all of my honorable mentions, but like you guys have all mentioned stuff, and now Andy's reading his whole fucking list of everything. <laughs> and I'm like, man, I could have mentioned stuff. Like I, I watched Rabbit Hole. Rabbit Hole is currently in my honorable well, mention. Yeah, it's poker face is currently like you guys have mentioned stuff that I didn't mention, but he like, waited yeah, an hour I, to talk, so <laughs> so yeah, like yeah. I said, poker, poker face, face is Andy. number poker face is number five. If you like Natasha Leone or or uh, or murder mysteries like Columbo, it's a f- and there's some great 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 cameos. Star City's Tim Russ makes an appearance. A great awesome, yeah, cameo. baby. Yeah. Um, my number four is also too. is is shrinking as well. I love 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 shrinking. Everything you guys have said. The th- uh, a couple things you didn't really mention. Ted McGinley out of nowhere oh, comes back yes, from the dead man. and is awesome in this show <laughs> in a supporting so good role. On that. Yeah, and I man. think I think you guys have also undersold how great Harrison Ford is in this. Yeah, he's playing grumpy Harrison Ford, but he's a fully engaged in this show. And then the last 25 years, he hasn't always been that way. I loved him in this. My number three is the one I'm going to talk about um, in depth, but I'll come back to that one. Number And my top two that are in contention are Succession and The Bear. Succession, Axel and I podcasted almost every episode this season, and I've talked in depth with almost all of you about it. So I, you know all my feelings on that. And The Bear, without I'm not going to spoil anything because not everybody here has seen it yet, but... I ha- yeah, I have an Ando, but I, I got to. I got to do a bear. I think you'll love the bear. The thing the thing that I will yeah. say about season two of the bear, it does, in some ways, I think what Ted Lasso did this year, what a lot of people were disappointed in Ted Lasso, the ones that were disappointed, a lot of them that I've seen were disappointed because there wasn't enough Ted, and it was more about the team. I think the bear also does that this season. It's a lot less about carmy the main character it's about the whole team but i think it does it in an even a way better way than what ted did i love season two of the bear it's fantastic i also just finished it a couple days ago so i might be a little yeah (laughs) as someone who hasn't seen the second season yet what you're describing i also had that problem a little bit with ted lasso where ted lasso took the the titular character took a back seat for a lot of the season but i think carmy's not that interesting to be honest so i i I'm actually he's, excited that there's more getting yeah, into the rest of the. the he's my he's my least favorite character. Well, not my, not my least favorite, but he's one of the least interesting characters I think in the yeah, show. Totally. So, and the 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 rest of the supporting cast they really up their store. I mean, it's it's great. You're gonna love it. My right. number th- my number three is the one show that Axel and I talked about it a little while ago on our Black Mirror podcast that we did, and I don't know if anybody even made it to that point. It's a show that really came out of nowhere for me. Like a couple of you guys, I also am not a reality show fan at all. This isn't really reality, but it kind of is. It's called Jury Duty. This thing was on oh, Freebie. Good things, Ando. I heard it was good on, things about yeah, it. Yeah, it was on Freebie, of all places, for a while. And then now it's on Amazon Prime. So you can watch it commercial-free, unedited. If you don't know the premise, it's a, basically a jury trial, kind of like in the form of The Office. But I would say almost more like the Ricky Gervais office, where there's comedy happening, but it's also, it also seems to be serious. But the big thing about this is one of the people cast doesn't know it's a an, an act. He doesn't know it's he thinks it's a real trial. So it's <laughs> it's it's combining a reality show in this really well written. Yeah. Yes, it's it's eight episodes. It's really easy watch. Quick. I mean, the best part about it. I mean, he shows he's on the poster. He shows up five minutes in. Our old friend Teddy Flood. 
the host Teddy Flood from Westworld. James Marsden is in this thing. Best <laughs> Teddy Flood. Best. It's he's playing himself. He plays himself as a juror. Yeah. And it <laughs> is the best thing James Marsden has ever done. I was dying laughing oh, at yeah, James Marsden. Fans are going to be very upset with you if you say that. Oh, it's. Oh, <laughs> they probably will. And you know what? I am fine with it because he is so fucking funny in this show. I just I love it. They, it's it seems mean spirited to know that this guy doesn't know what's going on, but they also I have to mention his name the, the person they cast Ronald Gladden. They they told him they were making a documentary about juries. He gets onto this thing and they hit like Axel has said on reality shows they hit a home run with this guy. You you come to just love this guy by the end of the series. They picked the perfect person to watch by the end of the series. At the end of the series, they kind of explain how they did things as well, which that's not really a spoiler. It helps. And a lot like I've tried to convince other people to watch it. I think it helps convince them because it seems so mean spirited to not tell them that that's going on. It's to the point with this show that Amazon even released commentary tracks for every episode with the entire cast, including oh, wow. James Marsden. I mean, Very cool. even listening to, yeah, they're on bonus features so you can Bring listen at back it. The commentary track. Yes. This and the scourge on the planet earth that we don't have. So they, t- and they, they, the cast goes through it with Ronald, the guy that didn't know what was going on. So they explain, they like, how did you not know what was happening here? Or what did you, d-? I mean, it's, it's just fantastic. I've listened to almost all the commentaries now too. I'm becoming obsessed with this show. So Fanta, that sounds interesting. Jury duty. It's well worth watching. It's easy watch. It's fun. It's good, definitely going to be in my top 10 list. So that's the one nice. I, I really want to push people to see is Jury Duty because I don't know if a lot of people have tra- checked it out yet, but it's worth checking out. Yeah, do, they, do they disguise James Marsden? No, no. He says, I'm James Marsden. Yeah. And, oh. <laughs> and like the guy's like, holy shit, you were an X-Men. And then. Like, oh, okay, because I'm like, oh, yeah. like, if I walk in, yeah, I'm like, why the yeah. fuck is Cyclops here? And like, he doesn't. <laughs> well, and see, the guy doesn't recognize him right away. So James Marsden, like other people have to come up and say, hey, weren't you an X-Men? Or, and it, like, it's, it's basically a Marsden cranked up, like his image is cranked up a little bit. So it's like he's playing the douchebag actor to some extent, the stereotype. But it's all also with heart, and it's I don't it's got a lot of heart. It's I don't know. It's just it's worth watching. I think right away you know you kind of know what you're getting, and it's a great fun show. I just hope more people check it out. So yeah, that's my big one. Otherwise, my top five again: Poker Face, Shrinking, Jury Duty at three, and then The Bear and Succession are my top one and two. I don't know which one is which yet. The Bear, since I just finished, I'm not ready to say it's number one yet, but. I like Mike. I'm going to rewatch some of this stuff because I think the Bear and Succession are easily my top two of the year. Can Can I say something real quick uh, in response to Andy's uh, stuff? Because I saw you had your finger up, Axel, and I didn't want to. You're doing like the church thing, and I didn't want to. No, no, you know, I, cut you off. No, that's okay. <laughs> He's calling a shot. <laughs> uh, but no, I want to say like what Andy said about Succession and the Bear. That's exactly why I didn't rank my stuff because I I, I I'm wavering between those two at one and two. And they still feel too recent. And I know I need to watch the bear again because I kind of I didn't I don't want to say I sped through it, but I mean I did speed through it because I knew I wanted to get a video out. So yeah, like I watched it quick. <laughs> they should have done yeah. it week to week. I think it's a mistake to release a show like that all at once. That's not I don't know. That's just my opinion. But and and and, and because of that though, I, I, I know I need I know I don't need to rewatch it again, but I know I'm going to. So I just kinda I don't and I also know I don't need to watch succession again because I, I pour over that while it's happening. So I I feel like I've I've watched that enough. But I know I'm gonna run through the bear again. I'm just like I kinda wanna, you know, give it some time. And then the other thing you mentioned, um, I just want to say about poker face. Like poker face was something that like I think like the first episode, I was kinda like, 
eh, because I'm like, I, I like, yeah, I see what's happening here, but I, I feel like I've, I've seen this on Columbo. Like, I, like, I, I, it didn't feel. I'm like, what is this gonna give me that's unique and that's gonna make me want to watch this every week? And it, it just got progressively better. Like, it got more and more interesting. The guest stars got better. Uh, the, the mysteries got better each week. Like, some of the guest stars, like, like how we talked about, um. My man from uh, Married with Children being on Shrinking. Oh, Ted McGinley, yeah. Yeah, like out of nowhere. Like, how, how did he come out of nowhere and have to, like, just be on this and be great? That's how I felt about um, Judith Light on uh, Oh, yeah. On oh, yeah. I'm yeah, like, yes. what the fuck? I'm like, where did Judith Light come from? And do, what is this character? Like, this is fucking awesome. And so, like, you know, yeah, I, I wanted to mention Poker Face too, but I trimmed my. One of the things. For, for time reasons. One of the things you said about Poker Face too is the, like, the familiarity. Even even the stuff where it was not as predictable, it had that familiarity and in a good way to me. Yeah. Sometimes if that's the same old shit I've seen over and over again, I don't want to watch it. But this way, it made me feel like Columbo in a good way, if that makes sense, like almost a comforting way to watching it. So I just I, I really love that poker face as well. So yeah, it, it plays show. with the your expectations, like you know, you think you yes. know how this goes, and yep. then it and then it twi- and then it's like there something happens. You're like, oh shit, how's this gonna play in? And then. It like all ties in at the end of each episode, and you're like, "Oh, this is very satisfying." Yeah, yes. satisfying. Respect, That's a good yes. way to put it. I respect shows that uh, that surprise me, and that show surprised me very, very often. And it was, and, and also another note is like when I'm ranking stuff, if I'm having trouble deciding between one thing or the other, one of the factors that I use is how much did I anticipate watching a new episode of that <laughs> show. And Poker right, Face was right. by, by the time Poker Face was at like episode four or five, I was in here like red. Like as soon as that <laughs> shit was up, I'm like, let me watch the next one. Refresh, and refresh, then, refresh. Yeah, yeah. So like I'm like that. I was like that with Poker Face. I'm like that with like Silo, like like shit like that, where I'm I'm ready for that next episode that pushes it up higher. And Poker Face was like that with me. So yeah, that was what that's gonna be a high honorable honorable mention for me um at nice. the end of the year. All right. Ando, so wait, was The Last of Us on your list, Ando? Yes, it was a okay. goddamn audible mention, though, Andy. Well, see, that's the, that's the thing. I'm this list is so very that. fluid. I mean, some of it, I like. I was deciding while we were listening, or while I was listening <laughs> to you guys talk, because I'm sitting here staring at my list for 45 minutes or an hour, and <laughs> while you guys are talking, and I'm absorbing all of it, and I'm changing my opinions in my head as I'm hearing you guys talk. So I'm also like, I'm also fully expecting half of these to get pushed down because of the stuff coming out soon. Oh, I mean, definitely. I've right. got. Like, just looking out in the next month, what we do in the shadows, Foundation, Justified, Reservation Dogs, Winning Time, Only Murders in the Building, all those are coming back in the next month and a half. Yeah. Yep. I mean, it's, yep. it's, oh, so I don't know. Yeah, it's going to oh, be. Ando, Winning Time's coming back? Yes. Yeah. August, it's, already, it's already got August a date, 6th. Please. Yep. Yeah. Oh, wow. When, nice. do you know what they're covering? What season or? There's I think a tra- there's a trailer out. It's, it's, okay. it's, it's, intent- it's, it's focused on bird and magic. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So mid eighties, cool. probably. All right, cool. All right, Ando, great list. Well, we finally made it to the last list, which is mine. All right, are Aww. we ready, people? <laughs> Here I go. Everyone can mute and turn their cameras off and go take a pee <laughs> while Axel does his list. <clears throat> All right. Last but not least, <laughs> while, the, while the last of us reads his list, the last, the last of us. <laughs> yeah, there you I'm go. Gonna t- I'm gonna, I'm gonna spoil the list, and I'm gonna tell you something. I, I am the, the last of us is not on my list, <laughs> and 
I'm going to tell you, I had major issues with this show. This son of a bitch right here. I <laughs> look. Damn, Axel Foley. Wow. I'll start it off. I wonder if this Axel. was his idea. Axel is now the least of us. I've been waiting to kill it. <laughs> wow. Yes. Wow. That's a good one. That's a good one. Um, I'll tell you what. Uh, the Last of Us is probably my second or third favorite video game of all time. I played it almost as soon as it came out. I love that fucking game. The second game, I loved playing it. Don't love the story. And as far as Julian is saying, too, I don't think people are going to like season two a lot as much as they like <laughs> season one. Like, uh, not yeah, at I'd all. Say. But mm-hmm. that there's it was controversial for totally different reasons than the reason why I didn't particularly love it. But I'll tell you what I didn't like about The Last of Us, people. Not enough action. I'm sorry. This game, it makes you care about the characters because of the action and because of what you go through and what you see them go through on this journey. And in the show, they spent two episodes. I loved the romance episodes, both of them. But I didn't need all. I didn't need it to be the whole episode. I wanted to see them go through the tunnel and have some freaking fungi chasing after them. I wanted to see <laughs> big set pieces like they have in the in the in the game. And also, not to spoil the end, but think about the fact that you are playing the character of Joel in the game and what happens and what he does in the end and the decision he makes. It just doesn't translate the the heart-wrenching yeah, I, the very finale is very i feel yeah. like very rushed I, yeah I, totally I yeah totally um, rushed they should have slowed that down to make you feel what he was doing not sped yeah. it up and and when you're playing it let me just say that it took me an extra i think maybe an hour or two to play the end because i kept on walking away so yeah, you can't do, do it. It makes yeah. you do what he does. So anyway, love the production design, love the acting, really love the season. But for those reasons, I just left it off my list. I still think it's high quality and I respect all of your opinions. Um, moving on <laughs> now that I have a stain against my name, um, I'm going to agree my, uh, my, uh, whatchamacallit, my, um, what are they? What are they called again? Uh, I'm losing my train of thought. About. I don't know. What are you talking about? Not my, my audible mentions. Thank you. <laughs> oh. oh, boy. Thank you. Thank what you. you. All right. Honorable mentions. Um, also, Silo. Everybody talked. We talked about that. Loved it. Lazarus Project. Solo and I talked about it. Picard 2. Man, I looked forward to each episode, and I agree with Julian. The first two seasons were wah, wah, wah. Like, the first episode was fun, and then you were like, what are they doing? Yeah. Um, in season two, they tease you with like, oh, look at this cool. Here's the Stargazer. Yep, this is yep. really cool. And yep. then the rest of the season, it's like, here's modern-day Los Angeles. I know. And very, that's like, I could not care less about modern-day Los yes, Angeles. It was, it was, I thought the first two, they were so frustrating because they had, they all had moments of greatness, those first did, two. They did. And I was like, oh, this is, it's almost, and then it would just be like, I, ugh. Yeah, I wanted yep. to love them. I didn't hate them, but I was just like, eh. Yeah, but season three <laughs> was fun, so I'm going to remember that. Yep. And especially for me, Jonathan Frakes, who was always my favorite. 
That was my favorite guy. Jonathan. I always loved oh, yeah. him. Number one. Anywhere. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, also, I'm going to throw in honorable mention, a show called Based on a True Story, which is on Peacock with um, Kaylee Cuoco and Chris Messina. Oh. They it's really cre- fun. Yeah, they create a podcast with a serial killer. It is super fun. It's super funny. Oh, and Chris Messina, cool? to me, is one of my favorite actors. I love that dude. I'll watch him in anything. And I hope, I think that guy should be like in big dramas, winning Academy Awards, because I really think he's that strong of an actor. Uh, he also looks like half the dudes I grew up with. But um, <laughs> next is... Uh, Let's see. Oh, not finished yet. Honorable mention. Apple TV Plus. Platonic with uh, Seth Rogen and what's her name? The uh, I Rose, can't, Byrne. Rose, Rose Byrne. Rose Byrne. Th- oh God. She. Let me tell you something about Rose Byrne. She <laughs> Here is. We go. Axel, Remember, Axel's this is a kid show. Criteria. Axel's number one criteria for whether or not he likes the show. How hot is the lead actress? <laughs> but this is what I was just about to say. I. I never have thought I've never thought she was that hot. You know what I mean? Like everybody talk because people talk about she's so gorgeous. All that's what you write about like this classic beauty. And I've always thought, okay, she's okay. But for me, she is just an amazing comedic actress. She is so funny in this show. And Seth Rogen tones it down so it's not like all the <laughs> like the, all his goofy laugh that he does. <laughs> he really tones it down. And unlike Ted Lasso and Shrinking, both of which I'm a little not not a huge fan of, nobody's depressed in this show. It's actually a comedy. Uh, I don't know, but I don't know. Uh, yeah, Seth Rogen's I don't, character I don't know about kinda, that, Axel. I yeah. mean, he is not that depressed. He's the, it's not that deep. Like they cut, he broke up with his wife. He acts out about it, and they move on. It's not like this. Re- I, I don't know. I just felt like he wasn't that depressed. I mean, everybody's a little depressed. You know. Well, uh, can I? What, why? <laughs> why does that? Uh, why does that matter to you? I'm just not a fan because I'm not. For me, the kind of humor I like is very dry or or like loving and light. So when the when that tears of a clown kind of comedy happens, I'm never I'm always kind of like, all right, we get it. They're fucking depressed. It's like Ted Lasso. I watched the first episode is like this is the most depressed motherfucker that ever lived. Oh, yeah. Man. You, you see the scene it. with the let wife it, and the your, kid. Feel it. Feel it. Let it happen. Just let I, the I tears know. come. Uh, okay. <laughs> maybe I will. Maybe I will. But anyway, maybe I'll. <laughs> I did watch like six episodes of Ted Lasso. I think I ended some episode where the guy that everyone loves, Brett or something, is sitting is like forms a relationship with some little kid or I, I don't know. It started going in a weird direction. I didn't know <laughs> it was going to happen. A great episode. That's his. That's his niece, by the way. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just remember a big guy being on a tiny bed. Um, but anyway, <laughs> moving on. Um, big guy in a little coat. <laughs> that's what it made me think of. Uh, the Ark, which was on USA, a sci-fi show. Oh, no, it was on sci-fi. I'm sorry. It was actually a sci-fi show on sci-fi. Um, this is a, I think it's actually a Canadian import, if I'm not correct. Or it was produ- it's a Canadian production company. But this is a fun sci-fi show 
story we've seen many times before. People are on an arc, a big ship. They wake up. Something happens. They got to figure out what the fuck's going on. It does fall into a lot of sci-fi tropes, but I think it handles them well. And the lead actress is really strong. And the acting is really good, too, overall. Um, production values are not that high. It's like kind of below CW level of production values. But um, CGI has come a long way. Uh, next up is another a show that just started. I've only really watched the first episode, but I just want to throw it out. I'm a Virgo. It's on Amazon, actually. It's from Boots Riley. Who, I'm watching that now, too. Yeah, this show. I've only watched the first two, though, so I'm not. I think there's seven total. Yeah, it's not that many shows. It's very surreal. You have to know that going in. It's it's very strange and weird. It's one of those shows where it's like from the mind of, you know, <laughs> yeah. um, but it's like this 19 foot tall kid in where are they in Los Angeles? Uh, no, he's not. He's in. Yeah, in, no, I think so, they're in L.A. No, I, th- I think it's Oakland. I think it's outside San Francisco or the Bay Area. Because he's from the Bay Area. California's right. Yeah. (laughs) So I think it's, well, Gina's out there. I think it's the Bay Area. Um, But it's a really. Gina, 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 you see any 13 foot tall black guys walking around? Uh, No. I mean, we have some tall black guys, but not any that are 13 feet tall. No, he's 19 (laughs) feet tall. (laughs) 19 feet. No, he's 13. Oh, okay. Oh, I thought it was nine. Well, anyway, he's fucking tall. Regardless, it's gigantic. He looks like Gandalf. He looks like black Gandalf walking around the streets. Young young black Gandalf. Yes. And it is. Does he wear robes and have long beard? Uh, not yet. I haven't. I haven't. Be my rapper name. Yeah, he could get into that. I don't know. The show could go that way because that's kind of the the show is an examination of capitalism, race, class, America. So it 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 plays with the concept, these surreal concepts, to kind of try to get to the truth of things. But so far, I was surprised that I liked it because. I didn't really get um, Sorry to Bother You. It just didn't click with me. His, the film he did that everybody really loved, for some reason, it yeah, just didn't, didn't, cl- click. It didn't click with me either. Yeah, I yeah. just didn't feel like the tone. It wasn't crazy enough. This is crazy. So I think this guy is best. You know, <laughs> the way I am is I always like people to go for it. Don't half-ass it. If you're going to create your world, then fucking Tim Burton it. Don't just put like a couple signs on a wall make a whole new world. And that's what this kind of does. So I really dig it. Um, let's see. Pete, I you're s- not going to sing. <laughs> a whole new world. <laughs> I was right. like, usually one of you sings. That's, when there's I know. It hasn't like been that. a lot. That is singing. true. That is true. Well, listen, <laughs> the next show is on my honorable mention, but I'm going to tell everybody not to watch it because it's so fucking crazy and disturbing. And it's called the curious case of Natalie grace. And, uh, I talked about this a little bit. This is the, I I watched this the other night. Shit. Is this not fucking crazy or what Gina? It is crazy. And the outcome of the second trial is even more jaw dropping. They don't go into I don't even want to talk about it. This show is fucking. I mean, like Jenny. I'm sorry. You, what, what show was it? The curious, the curious case. Case of a Natalia Grace. Oh, Natalia, oh, Natalia. Yeah, it. Jenny, crazy, right? Yeah, and I feel bad for that girl because yeah. I believe I believe that that is her mother. They tested her DNA. Oh, oh Jenny's getting into it. Birth certificate. Yeah. Oh, oh. Gender, <laughs> spoiler so. alert. 
I, well, that is all. Did, I believe that she was a child and is just now an adult, and that is just it it's is horrifying, atrocious. Yeah, yeah. the things that happened. Hard. So yeah. Anyway, all. trust me. Just from what you heard Jenny say, you know that this is a disturbing show. Um, but they, but I will say, as a television show and as a docu series, very well done. I think that the way they tell you the story really captures you and pulls you into it. And they don't fall into a lot of the tropes that these docu-series fall into. I think it's, it really progresses. And I think that they did a very good job with it. All right, here's my top five. I'm, I'm, I'm pulling an Anna because whenever there's a list, I got to pull an Anna. Uh, that's a, that's a throw out to our old friend, Anna in Indiana, who would always add something to a list. Um, but I'm going to put rabbit hole as my five, six because Heath and I covered it, but God damn, that show was just fun. It knew what it was. It was silly. It was fun. It was weird. It kept you guessing. I loved it. So I'm going to go with rabbit hole number five at black mirror. Jenny talked about it. I thought this was the best season of black mirror overall. I thought it was the best season. Maybe it didn't have particularly the best episode ever, but on the arc of all the episodes, I thought they all went for it. They were all great. The acting, production. And as I said with Andy, I think it's always better when it's set in England and when they have British people. I just think it's better that way. And I, 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 I hope in the future they lean more into that. With the, I like Red Mirror being like folktale kind of stuff. I love it. Um, succession. We've we're, we're well. Everybody talked. Everybody knows fucking Succession. I got. You know, I was late to it too. Every Mike helped me get into it. My friend Tony, Andy, so many people. Gina, Jen, Gina, Jenny got into it. I just thought that this was a great season. It really fulfilled as an arc of a whole series. Having watched it all within a couple of months. I thought, man, they really, from beginning to end, this is a really fantastic show. And I was against it for a long time, right? This could be my Ted Lasso. Maybe I'll come around. Um, (laughs) Next up are two reality shows. This is a special shout out to Solo. I'm going to (laughs) start out talking very quickly about a show called Vanderpump Rules. And about something called Scandaval. Okay? My God. Seriously? Yes. (laughs) Jenny's leaving. I I just have to say. Yeah, Jenny, I'm with you. I think I'm about to check out of this pod. Listen, I have been. This is as a TV show, right? As a TV show, this dumbass show where every character has fucked each other, fucked each other over screwed each other, yelled it, thrown glasses and plates at their heads. These like two, we're about to do to you now. I'm, I'm just, <laughs> I'll just say this. These two people have an affair. It was stupid. And everybody goes nuts. The whole nation gets into it. And Bravo did an amazing job of re-editing the entire season to show the progression of this affair in reality TV history, I don't know if this has ever been done, 
where they went back and re-edited it and then added more episodes. Now, the reunion was way too long, and it made the people who were angry look way worse than the people who had the affair. But without getting into it, whose side are you on? Jenny, Gina. I see your faces. I don't watch the show. Oh, you don't watch I don't it. Give a fucks. shit. Oh. So I'm like zero fucks. Oh, I thought you. Yeah, I, I thought you like, did the show. Oh, oh, oh okay. Did, did anybody watch this show? Did anybody watch this show? All right, I'll shut up about it then. Next up, <laughs> this is a show. This is a reality show on the totally other end of the spectrum, where there is absolutely zero drama. It is inspiring, it is amazing, and it was the 20th season of Top Chef. I think that this is a fantastic show. If you're into cooking, even if you're just into art and creation, I think they do an amazing job, and it was Padma's last season, so I have to go with Mike's rule. Oh, no. And I have to say, (laughs) Top Chef, I love you. You're amazing. Did anyone watch (laughs) Top Chef, the last season of Top Chef? I guess I missed it. Okay. Uh, no. That's usually when I'm watching. But, I'm the only Okay, uh, man, I'm really getting killed on my reality shows. I've lost the whole crowd. All I have to say is, based on a couple of the shows you <coughs> talked about, you should really be watching The Bear because... Oh, okay. Yeah. I do. No, uh, Perry yeah, and I are going to get a free trial and watch that very soon. Um, and my final show is what I think is the best show of the year. It's going to take a lot to dethrone this, which is somebody somewhere. I just thought this was the most beautiful show on television. And the drama was between two friends who had become a little bit, you know, like too interdependent of each other, right? Like who loved each other too much. And I just think it's a wonderful, beautiful show. I don't live in Kansas. I'd only heard about Kansas from Mike Hall back in the day. But they make Kansas look good. <laughs> and Dorothy, and Dorothy, and Dorothy, and Dorothy. But um, I know this it is a, on... it's a really awesome depiction of small life or small yeah. town living. I mean, that that town portrayed in that town is not that different from where I live in Minnesota. Here, I'm surrounded by corn and soybean fields too, and it's a it's a really good representation of that. I think I, I it was like I say it was an honorable mention for me. I really loved it too. It's a great great show. Yeah, I I just I I really that's my number one show of the year. It's going to take a lot to get that out of the way because I just think to me, you know, in today's day and age where we do have like what I just talked about, like a Vanderpump, which is an example of social media and, and digital cameras and all this crazy shit that show could have been made in like the eighties. It's like, you know what I mean? It's like an early link letter film or something. They just live. There's no huge drama. You know, and then and when you think there's going to be drama, sometimes things just go on and then other times people's emotions get into it. And I just I don't know, it touches me in a way that I don't think any other show did. It was kind of funny that it was on while Succession was on. Because it's like the total opposite. And Barry. All Sunday night it was Succession and Barry throwing haymakers and then somebody somewhere just feel (laughs) good out in the cornfield. So weird. Like the two like (laughs) shows about the people with least empathy and then the show that's all about empathy and caring and stuff. So all right. Well that's my list. I'm sorry I upset everyone with talking about Vanderpump rules. But uh, (laughs) I actually really enjoyed it. 
I've always loved that show, by the way. I've been watching you it for many years. You are allowed to enjoy what yeah. you enjoy. It was very fun. <laughs> Damn right. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've been chatting for a while um, about all of our show. Is there any any particular show that anyone wanted to kind of bring up or talk about with ev- with everybody else? or Without spoilers, which is going to be a little more difficult. I mean since we've got a Canadian in the group that can't just go watch it right away. <laughs> okay. Uh, where's this, this going? It was like a month later last, like when season one okay. dropped, I assume you're talking about the bear yes, season one yeah. dropped on. So we our Disney plus is all instead of Hulu. It's called stars. It's called Disney plus stars. Oh, Disney interesting Hulu content, but not day and date. So, and there's not, and not everything is there. And so it's, it's actually there's a whole, I, don't, I don't really want to get into it. It's a nightmare yeah, with all the kind of cross-border crap that I have to deal with. But um, yeah, go ahead. I ask. It's, I'll just like I can just take my headphones off or something. It's more That's about the it. performances. Like I, I don't. I don't think it's giving too much away, and I won't even say who this person plays. But they they do a ton of amazing guest performance. There are a lot of guest stars in it, mm-hmm. and Jamie Lee Curtis is one of them oh, nice. in an episode where she is just, I personally feel robbed and I feel Hollywood robbed her and robbed all the viewing audience from not giving Jamie Lee Curtis dramatic roles. Did she just win an Oscar? Yeah, she did. But let me tell you this episode of TV that she did. It just, it blew my mind. Like I was just so shocked, I guess, because it's not the lady doing the strip tease and, what was it? True lies. True lies. <laughs> yeah. You know, or she's goofy. It's just, it's so intense and she's just amazing. Very raw. And yeah. um, the, I think there are so many good performances from the cast this year that were just kind of in more in the background. Like one's very loud, but the, the actor that plays Richie, um, Ebon Moss. Backrack? Yeah, he was in uh, Andor, I think, too. Yeah, he was in I, Girls. Yeah. That's where he was he... in Girls too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He he has a phenomenal episode. Like I I have so much love for his character after the end of the season, which is a he does have to me. growth for sure. Well, yeah. the first part of the season, I hated him more than I ever had before, and then it's yeah. oh man, it was he was every that's, that's kind of why I was ex- telling before like how I thought this was more of the. They made it more of a team this season, and it, mm-hmm. it it's like what it is to be on a team that works towards a common goal to achieve something and taking pride in your work. And I mean, it's stuff that sounds boring, but the way they make it is just yeah amazing. And I think another person who's she's always just kind of she's there more in a different way this season than last. But the actress Abby Elliott, who plays Sugar, oh Abby Natalie, Elliott's in it. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. my yeah, God. Sister. She was in the I, first season. Oh, yeah. I love but Abby I, Elliott. I feel this season, she is just so, her, it's that? just different. And well, she's incredible. And she especially has a larger in, role. I, I she think has a larger role. The first yeah. season, I think she was only a guest star in a couple episodes. She's a full cast member this season. Mm-hmm. So, okay. yeah, she's, everybody she's is great. sister. Oh. She's great. Right. Uh, she was in a show called Odd Mom Out. Which ran for two seasons. I think it was actually on Bravo. On Bravo, it's on Peacock now. But mm-hmm. she was great in that, and it was more of a serious, like it was a comedy show. But she kind of played it a yeah. little more serious. And I, I also really enjoyed 
fact this season this after <laughs> Matt, Maddie Matheson plays him they, he, like they just gave everyone that was really in the background last season more this season Marcus as well has this amazing episode um but I, I just think this show nailed it with like bringing up the team into more of a you know kind of center stage and then also just they sprinkled in just amazing guest appearances from phenomenal actors across the board and i mean there's one episode (laughs) it might break you like it almost broke me i was just like (laughs) at the end of it because it's just so intense so Um, and it was over an hour long intense yeah i didn't love that episode it was very well acted but there was so much that the sound was overwhelming for me is this like a sequel to the one from season one oh i didn't even watch season one there's no it's not a one so maddie Oh, All go right. ahead. Never mind. I won't ask any more questions. I don't want to know, actually. Yeah. I don't, don't tell me. It's definitely the signature episode from this season, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. It's the one yes, everybody's talking about. I would agree with about. that. Yes, it is. It, I would say and it's the episode, but not. it's not a one or anything like that. I think, too, the other cast, uh, the actress that plays Sydney, I thought she was amazing this season, too. Uh, A.O. Edaberry, I think her name is, and Oliver Platt. Who was just kind of a minor yeah. role in the first season? Uncle, loved him in this season too. He, he it was, was he was phenomenal. Yes, phenomenal too. Like they really brought up some of the secondary characters that are just like you got to know them more. He was like, you're, you'll hear him say over and over again. May I tell you a story of complete and utter failure? <laughs> yeah. And by the last time he says it, I'm saying it with him, and we finally hear the fucking story. But. um uh-huh. Yeah, it's um Julian, we're building it up way too much for you. You're gonna be disappointed. I don't, when you I'm just it tuning now. it out at this point. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I we're gonna watch. I, me and my girlfriend still have a plan. We're gonna go rewatch the last two episodes yeah. of the last season and then we're gonna jump into it um as soon as it drops, which I, I I'm I'm guessing is soon, but I just who knows. It's it's making me wanna rewatch the first season, which I haven't watched <laughs> since last year, and that's what I really want after watching I, this season. I went back and watched the first season. And they do drop some very interesting bits of information that season that after watching season two, you're like, oh, that was kind of there oh, that whole time. Okay. And so was that. Mm. So was that. Interesting. So that's a little interesting. All right. Yeah. Well, I looked up Maddie Matheson and he he's a Canadian chef. He owns many restaurants. I recognized him from. Uh, he's a chef? Is his name? Yeah. His name's Maddie yeah. Matheson, right? Yeah, he's a real he's a chef. He and owns he, like he, ten restaurants in Canada. He's yeah. got a big ad he campaign right now too. He's on some ad commercials oh. right now too, talking about what what's it for? It's like for DoorDash or something. Yeah. He does a bunch of commercials now. In he's Toronto. in a big ad campaign with two or three other people because I see him on TV on during basketball games and stuff all the time okay. now too. Yeah, yeah, he's like a big that. deal. Like when the first season came out, people were talking about like, oh, Maddie Madison. I'm like, who the fuck is that? But like, yeah, he's a big deal. Maybe he was the, on Top the Chef the or chef something. Might have been. Yeah, nice. We could have had a crossover there of the bear and top chef. Maybe they all went to maybe they all went to eat at Sir on Vanderpump. Uh oh. Oh. All right. Well I I I I I have eaten at pump the restaurant in LA. Oh my god. Nice. Go Mike. Everybody ran off their whole honorable mentions. I I left some off and a lot of them got covered when you guys did it, but I I want to mention two more. Um the second season of Perry Mason yes. is an yes. honorable mention for me. Got and canceled, also, too. Yeah. Uh. yeah. Um, and then uh, the final season of Snowfall, which is a show okay. that I, I know a lot of people don't watch, but um, 
I thought the fifth season. I, well, for, for starters, I think it's a very good show. Don't we have a former cast member on the show with us right yeah, now? Yeah, we do. Yes, we, we do. do. I thought so. Uh, yes, we do. And uh, I thought the fifth season was uh, pretty bad. Uh, following the fourth season, which I thought was the best one of the of the six. It's six seasons. But I think it's a very underrated show. Uh, it's it's really strong. The fifth season had me worried that the sixth season was going to be like that one. And going in, I knew the sixth season was the last one. And I'm like, uh, I hope they don't fuck it up like they did season five. And... Not only did they not fuck it up, but they kind of addressed some of the things that I didn't like about season five. So it's like they kind of like corrected some of that shit and they they went for some really big moments. I thought they they landed them perfectly, really good, uh, big emotional moments that they had built up to for a long time. Uh, I thought they nailed the fuck out of the finale. Like, it, 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 and it, that's really rare. I've you guys know things. for a series finale, for a series finale to work and to really nail it, it doesn't happen often. But Snowfall fucking nailed it, man. It was a great, great finale, uh, series finale. So um, that's another honorable mention. Um, uh, you guys mentioned Ted Lasso season three. You guys know I-, I was disappointed with season three, but that's another one. It nailed the finale. And I, I was shocked because, like I said, I-, I-, I was disappointed with this season. And I had a lot of issues, but they- those final two episodes, they 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 crushed it. And 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 crushed it in a way where it's like it wasn't just like, oh, that was a fitting finale or whatever. It was it was like even though there were bumps along the way in seasons two and three, like it they really nailed that for those last two episodes. And yeah. th- like it, it really felt perfect for for where those characters had transitioned uh, throughout the course of the show. Um, my biggest issue was with uh, Nate's arc throughout season two and season three. Yeah. But. I still felt, even though I feel robbed of what should have been a good I think they handled it as Nate, best they could. Yeah. I, I, I feel like the, how they ended it in the finale, it was kind of like, yeah, yeah, I, that works. I'm fine. And so I, yeah. that, I, I feel like they even nailed his arc at the end, even though there were so many big mistakes with his arc throughout the show, especially compared to, I'm sorry, Axel, if you, you haven't seen it, so this means nothing to you, but the arc for Jamie's character was oh, fucking so good. perfect. Awesome. I love and yeah, yes. the, the episode where they go to Amsterdam oh, and he gets back yes. on that bus. He's like, we saw a windmill. And everyone's like, woo, that's it's, such a fun episode. I love. Yeah, that's I, I don't. I, yeah, it, it disappointed me uh, even more so that Nate's arc ultimately did not work for me to have a, a perfectly executed arc right next to it on the same show. It's just like, oh, man, it's such as like, I know you guys could have done it because you, you fucking crushed it with Jamie. Like. You know, there's one thing about that this season of Ted that really kind of annoyed me, and it happened three or four different times where the end of an episode was building up to something major happening, and then the next episode, the major thing had already happened. Yeah, Like, there was multiple times where I'm starting, I'm like, did I miss an episode? No, they just didn't show us the important thing happening. And I I don't know if... It was almost like, yeah, I get what you're trying to do. You're trying to not be obvious and break the, th- but sometimes you need the show that you need to have the cliches and show that yeah. stuff. And that show. It, it, yeah. Oh, sorry, Andy. Go no, I, I was, I was tailing off and I'm lost in my own thoughts. So continue. Mike. Uh, uh, I was just going to, I was just going to add to that point. One of my problems with seasons two and three co- collectively is that I think that show really struggled with how, uh, with time jumps and like, and how it moved from different points in the story. Like season two had, um, well documented it was supposed to be like 10 episodes and then they apple wanted 12 and they had to kind of like shoehorn in 
two additional episodes and they yep. put them in at random points. Like, the, like the, there was a Christmas episode that aired in August or some still, shit. It was like still weird. a great Christmas episode, though. It's, 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 yes, yeah. it's a standalone episode. It's it's a good episode of TV, but like the way the show, the season had been progressing, it was very jarring. And like that show didn't handle time jumps very well. And like season three, like oh, hey, you talk about like the important thing that happened. Like that that show would jump you ahead fucking like months in time. And like you could only really pick up on that by realizing that something important had already happened, or like when they give an update, like this is now their record. And I'm like, well, fuck, they won 15 fucking games <laughs> since the yeah. previous episode. So like that that was kind of wonky. So yeah, that that's probably why you felt that way about care about story that important moments being missed. Like that was something they did that a lot in season two. That was yeah, a big complaint where I was just like, I wanted to and, see that, and they yes. didn't show it to me. There was something they, with Sam. I don't remember in season two that I really wanted to see, and they were just like, oh, that and, happened. You know, in season two, it didn't didn't seem to bother me. I maybe it just because it was edited so much tighter and it was it was moving so much more faster than season because season three I think is a lot more laid back and just kind of hanging out even more than the first two seasons are. Oh, maybe yeah, I oh, just, that one, it dragged its feet. Maybe I just didn't notice it in the first two. Cause they're a lot tighter than the third, ep- third season. I still enjoyed the third season. I just, I had some minor complaints with it. Yeah. They, they sacrifice, I think, um, I guess, traditional story elements in exchange for character moments. Mm-hmm. So it's just about, it's, it's, it's like, well, it's about soccer. It's not really, it's not actually about soccer. It's about no. the people on the team. Right. Yep. And Ted and how he and, you know, his his mentality, how it affects these people and, and the, the people around him. And then soccer is just a trapping. Right. Yep. And and then but like so is almost everything else, like, you know, ex relationship or whatever is ultimately just kind of like not that important. And it's more about how they feel about it ending or how they feel about it in the moment. Um, and and you know, shrinking is a lot like that, too, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I, this it just that never really bothered me too, too much. Cause I think, yeah, in a more traditional show, it would be more balanced between kind of world building or s- traditional kind of plot elements versus kind of character moments. And, and they basically just said, no, this is just all character study. So yeah, I don't know. So That's how it- I've got a question too, for those of us that have watched Ted Lasso, do we want to see it continue in some form? Yes. Whether it be a spinoff or, yeah, I think I do yeah. too. Why don't they just call it Roy fucking Kent? Well, it's it's going to be called what the what the hell does uh, what does Ted sign in the book? That's what the Richmond Way or something. Richmond Richmond Way. That's what it's going to be called, isn't it? It almost has to be. I don't. I wouldn't say that I want it to continue. Uh, I feel like Ted Lasso as a show, those three seasons. I feel like that's good. I don't need a fourth season of that. if I got a fourth season, I would absolutely fucking watch it. But I'm not sitting here like, oh, I, oh, I really want a fourth season. And yeah. I'm also not necessarily sitting here like I really want a spinoff. Like, I, I mean, I, if if they do the spinoff, the Richmond Way thing with with Nate and Roy, like, I would again, I would absolutely watch the fuck out of that. But I'm also not sitting here like, oh yeah, give me that. I want more because I I don't know. I feel like it. I feel like that's a good that's a good run. Like I, I don't necessarily need more. But I, yeah. I there was some speculation that they were going to do like a Keeley spinoff, and I don't. I don't want that. I don't. I don't know I if don't I need that. that. Yeah. No. But you know uh, what's no interesting is at the end. Sorry, people who haven't seen this. They're talking about starting a women's yes uh, that's football a cool club. Oh, that's and right. that could be kind of interesting. Like if we have to see Keely in that respect with Rebecca, I'm cool with that. But um, I I, I still don't want that show. 
But like, I feel like, (laughs) but I feel like people like I I saw a thing on Reddit where people were saying that they felt like Rebecca had the best character arc or best arc on the show. And I'm like, I don't agree with that at all. Well, her arc basically ends after season one that she doesn't really have much (laughs) of an arc after that. Yeah, yeah I'm like, I, I don't. Yeah. I don't want to see a Rebecca and Keely show. Like I, I would have after season one, but like right now, I felt like Keely had the worst arc of every. Like not necessarily the oh, worst yeah. arc, very wandering. but like her plot, yeah. her plot line in this seat in season three did not make me go. Let me get a Keely show. Like it did the yeah. exact opposite. I'm like, I don't want more of this. Yeah, I, so, agree. I feel the exact yeah. same way. Well, that's, I like Keely as a character, but she's one of those characters that where I like it's less is more. She, I don't want her to be the the per, the main person. I want her to be the side character, and that comes in for two or three minutes an episode, and then she goes back to doing whatever she's doing. But and I, I wouldn't want a Keely Rebecca show for kind of like a similar reason. I wouldn't want the other people to be like the people who pop in and are like the feature people, like the people that you want Keely to be. I don't want Roy to be that on a Keely show. Like no, pass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. True. All right. I, you know, I think the show. The question would be, you know, what's the glue? Because Ted was the glue, right, of the show. So who takes on the glue persona? And I, I don't know what the answer to that question is. I think um, it's Roy. I think it's Roy too. Yeah, I, he, I guess so. But it's just a, it becomes a very different. Sh- it, and that's fine. It would yes, become it a very different show. Yeah. It does, yeah. Or they, or maybe they bring in somebody entirely new, like when Kirstie Alley came on to Cheers to replace Shelley Long. I mean, and did change a complete different dynamic with bringing a new lead in. I don't know. I yeah. think there's, I think there's possibilities. I mean, I don't, I wouldn't want to try and do that because it'd be hard as hell. But I think it could work if they found the right balance. I don't know. That's that's very high risk, high reward. Right yeah. Here. Well, yeah, I mean, for sure. Totally derail it. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think Apple has some soul searching to do with with this i mean they could obviously end it here and it would i I think most people would be like okay i understand you Mm -hmm. know we wanted more with these characters but you know it's a tidy bow right but i think it's their biggest show i or at least it it was their biggest from a a, yeah yeah perspective yeah and i think they're gonna want more oh um, there will be on their service right so yeah you know i i would be not be shocked if we got if we got it but either way it could go the extended but I do universe. hope that before we got something else from that universe, that they would take the time to iron out whatever the heck is happening with um, Severance. Oh, yeah. That's oh, apparently it's a nightmare. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. right. Where they were throwing the co-creators. Was, they brought in. It's so wild. Yeah. I, it's so unfortunate because that first season is so well, good. And you're yeah. like, well, like, hey, oh, guess yeah. what, guys? Best, best season finale I've ever seen. Right. And now there's a writer strike on. Yeah, middle that's of production, what I was going to say. And yep. there's like you know, who? It's um, it's a mess. I mean, but the boys, the 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 the, the I guess the showrunners on the boys just said today that they're not releasing their third season or fourth yeah, season, I guess, until delayed the indefinitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Which I think is the right oh, move. That makes me sad. Well, uh, they, you know, I I am shocked in the studios that so many like am like a lot of international shows just keep on shooting even though the writers are american i mean i you know this strike andor is, is one which yeah. makes me a lot very worried about andor season two that it's continuing production through yeah. the writer's strike well that's why next year we're we may not be doing a, a six a half a year because like, all the shows probably <laughs> yeah, premiered yeah. already but we will see we will be back at the end of this year with our top 10 Best shows of 2023, but this is just the top five so far. 
We had a great time today. Thank you to Julian, Mike, Gina, Jenny, Ando, Solo. My name is Axel. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you to our newest patron, Jessica. And uh, I don't know. This was just a wonderful time to spend with friends chatting about television. I feel like I'm on somebody somewhere, but we're in the grass fields of the internet. So, well, actually, you are somebody somewhere. I am. I'm somewhere. I think I'm somebody, but stay away from that St. Louis sushi. There you go. I will. (laughs) All right, everybody. Thank you so much. Peace out. Have a great day. Go Blue Bombers. Yeah, man. Bye. (laughs) 